I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? So, guys, the tea times for this week's 123rd U.S. Open at L.A. Country Club have been announced and one of the pairings has raised a lot of eyebrows. Rory McIlroy and Brooks Kepka, of all Ooh. people, have been grouped together alongside Hideki Matsuyama yeah. as the third wheel. Uh, Rory has been the most outspoken player in the PGA Tour's war with the Saudi-backed Live Golf Tour, while Kepka has been the best player on the Live, having just won the PGA Championship last month after nearly winning the Masters, finishing runner-up back in April. Mm-hmm. Despite their differences, the pair are now set to spend two straight days and 36 holes together, when they tee it up alongside Matsuyama this week. So I'm pretty excited about that because I'm going to be there, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, U.S. Open is a great golf tournament to go to. Uh, I've been to a couple of them in the last few years. It is, it's it's the golf tournament to go to. I mean, I, I've never been to the Masters, so put it that way. Um, something on the bucket list, the Masters for sure. But the U.S. Open is a great event to be at. To have it at the L.A. Country Club is awesome. Course looks amazing. I've been kind of taking a look at just all the pictures and, and the setup and everything. It's going to be an awesome thing. But, wow, to whoever put that pairing together, right. that was smart. Doing. Yep. That was smart, Jack. Those ratings are going to be through the roof. That was really good. Wow, those two guys together. Who televises the U.S. Open now? Is it is it Fox? ESPN Fox? on the ESPN, early yeah. days uh, yeah. has, has one day. Thursday, I think we have yeah. on ESPN. And yeah. then and then and who gets – because, you know, CBS, CBS is the Masters. Yeah. No, but I don't know if the CBS has the, the, no, I the think U.S. Open. It, it would be ABC, wouldn't it? I, no, listen. no, it's it is. Fox had the U.S. Open. Yeah, they but did. I think, but they, I think we may have something. I, they I, did so bad. Maybe with we it. have something Thursday. I'm pretty sure we have some. We have something on ESPN Thursday because there's no there's Check no week, there's, there's no TV shows on or to, like uh, talk shows on Thursday. I literally don't know who's televising it, but I do know this: Sunday is Father's Day, and on Father's Day, all I want is two things. One, for my kids to help me clean the garage. Two, I want to be able to watch the final round of the U.S. Open. Is that too much to ask? USA has rounds one and two. NBC has three and four. Oh, that's what it is. So what do we have on Thursday? Oh, it must be the College World Series that we have on Thursday. That's Thank what you, Bergie. You're Good welcome. point of information. Good job. Nice to have you. Hey, what's going on? How was dinner last night with Sedano? Yeah. Oh, real quick. we get, Let's get to Ramona. Uh, what You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. Ramona's here. Momo's here. Um, Momo has a story about Stan Kroenke we can ask her about. But before we get to that, we have actual business. We have we have family business to discuss here, Ramona. <laughs> What's that? All right. So, Bergman, lay it on her. All right. So, last year. So, All-Star Friday night coming up July 7th, Momo. We need you. But so, last okay. year, it was Team Cappy versus Team Mace. Team Mace won. Yeah. This year, Alan Sliwa is the host of the year. So, there's going to be a Team Slee. Now, we're trying to figure Got out it? who the next captain should be. And Cappy thinks that he should be the captain because he was a part of the show of the year. But I think it's Mason based on the fact that his team won last year. And Momo, oh, just so you yeah. know, just so you know, it was presented to me live on the air as in it's between you and Mason 
And so I just spoke yeah. up for I'm part of the show of the year and 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 Bergie brought up but he's got to defend his title. So, you know, that listen, um Beto just came on and said it should be Clinton Yates. He won't be there. Boy, I don't know why it would be Clinton Yates. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. That's oh, a that's good a Clinton, drop, though. Like, well, what, what claim does he have on that? Well, <laughs> I, I think Beto's idea was that Clinton Yates, as we both know from last year, um, took took it very seriously. He likes to stretch. Has a very high care factor. Bats. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did get the bats. That was clutch. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah, really I paid cool. Paid for those bats and never got um, paid back. Yeah. Who paid for those bats? Oh. Me. You paid for those bats? Yeah. And you never got paid. Oh, back. oh, those other the bats. I bought all the balls and all the gloves. Yeah. Never mind. He got the bats. Those bats are cool. They are. Those are really cool. Um, I think the defending champ is the is the no. I mean, it's not even like personal. It's just he's the defending champ. Right, but I All just right. have one question though. Shouldn't the defending yeah. champ just field the same team? That's a good point. I can't argue with that. So I mean, Mason is going to be the captain of a team that he didn't really manage last year. He's just going to be a figure. I mean. It's kind of, well, he definitely was managing him. Mean, he was like bringing in all the ringers. And remember, he like subbed me out after brought in Ron Mitchell. Ron Mitchell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I was, MC of the year. You know, it was like very postpartum me. I was like, I was like, you know, I just had a baby a, week, a month ago. Like, I'm not quite able to play yet. But doesn't that make um, him a good manager that he's bringing out? He takes good. out the starter, no, he puts did. in the reliever. He did. Yeah. He, 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 we, not only were we outplayed, fact is, we were outmanaged. Yeah. I mean, I think he, I think he wanted it more. You know, you know what, I mean, you know what, Bergie, you know what maybe we should do? What's maybe that? we should do this. Host of the year should always get the team. Let's just go back to a year ago. The reason I got the team is because I was host of the year. Mason yeah. got the team because Ireland was gone. And Sliwa and Travis did not get the team because those guys got shut out at the Mandy's last year. Why don't we do like either just, just go with Mason on one side, Sliwa on the other, and it's always winning got winning team versus host of the year. And if there's there's got to be a tiebreaker just in case – the same person as both. Um, by the way, right. wow. By the way, uh, Dead Meow in the uh, Sedan and Cap Circle of Trust has tweeted, hashtag Team Cappy, Mace will more than likely call out sick that day anyway. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. He may be on vacation. He would if he's not the if he's not the manager. Oh, if he's could not I the manage- manager, he's definitely not showing <laughs> could up. I, could I manage <laughs> Team Mace? I'd like to manage team. Oh, how about well? That's something you. He could be the 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 uh, like owner slash GM slash player. He could be the bench coach. He could be the bench coach. Well, no, he could be the GM. Greg's got a good point. Mace could be the GM, and now Cappy, you would have to then interview with Mace to be his manager. I think that that's how this has to work. Well, based on my experience, as he saw last year, I don't know that I, I don't know that my my resume is very impressive. Well, and not to mention, you've told us about your issues uh, coaching little league over the years too. So. That's true. That's yeah. true. I did have one of the worst little league teams ever. I mean, I think ever. you were kind of like you were kind of a good player. Like you acted like you weren't going to be good, and then. I was pitching to you, and I was like, oh, he can totally play. Like, he's an athlete. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But you, like, I think in terms of managing and, you know, coaching him up, I didn't see a lot there. Mm. Like, I, I felt like you kind of just let people do what they're doing. Mm. Well, right, I, you know? the re- but the reason that I didn't do a lot of managing or coaching is because I had Clinton Yates. <laughs> I don't know why it would be right. and, and the big CY was very much our coach. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, he was. He, definitely was. he, had, but, a, but, he had a stretching before the game. By the way, know? did you guys hear Laura drop in Ramona there a second ago uh, in what? between you and Ramona? Boy. I don't know why it would be Clinton Yates. <laughs> I thought she said it again. No, no, that was Laura. So did I. <laughs> I did too. That's very funny. 
What's his claim here? Oh, yeah, he cared? Okay, I got it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I have a quick question here, like To understand yeah. this, though. So George Sedano is at the Summer League in Vegas. Yes. On July 7th. Yes. So hot. Yeah. Lindsay Softball is going to be in Vegas going to see Garth Brooks. Oh, you're not going to be at the softball yeah. game? No, she's not going to be there. No. Oh, Lindsay. Breaking news. Breaking news, people. Yeah, she said that earlier. You must have missed oh, it. I missed it. Oh. I, I don't know if I'm going to be there either. That's not a great day for me. I was like, going to go see my cousin that weekend. I was you already can go on like, Saturday. Still, I booked a flight. I know, but he's running in this like ultra marathon, and she's booked and, like, a flight. To but you can like run along with her in the ultra where's marathon. The, where's the ultra Damn, marathon at? Right? Is it Badwater? Okay, so it's in Bedford, Oregon. Oh, okay. And I was going to take the boys to go see him. Yeah, it's and cool. it's like a big thing for him. He goes yeah. and like runs a hundred miles. Yeah. And stuff. So like, mm-hmm. and, so but I think he's probably going to be running all day. So maybe oh, yeah. I could take a Saturday. Yeah, you just get there at the end. Yeah, it's a twenty-four hour day. I don't know. I mean, it feels like a really long run. So it's a, it's a. I mean, you're not like driving alongside him for the hundred miles. Yeah, you could just meet him at the end. No, but I definitely want to be supportive. Like, I definitely do not want to miss that because I told him I would be there. No, that's cool, man. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, there's flights. Look, there's a but. Look, there's a ton of flights to to Portland, and then you can drive from there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's uh, Alaska's got like like ten a day. I'm not even joking. But for him, it's like a religious once in a lifetime, potentially once in a lifetime kind of a deal. I don't I even think it's once in a lifetime. He does it like once a month. He, like, oh, he he's does. Like one of those oh, he's, he's one of those yeah. ultra oh, wow. marathoners. I've never yeah. gone to see him, you yeah. know, and it just yeah. happens to be in. Eh, go next money. month. Get next month. <laughs> yeah, really. He does it every month. All right, so so, so Bergie, do listen. Do you want me to stand down and not make a big deal out of this? Would no, that make your Kev, life no. easier? I, I, it no. would make it easier, but I kind of like the fact that there's a little bit of a uh, little drama. You know yeah. what I mean? So can't yeah. fight for if your you're spot. in for it. Yeah. I, I think you're starting to back off though. This no, is kind of soft. It's, it's just here's a. It's soft. Don't be soft, man. It's soft, man. Listen, here's the reality of the situation. Okay? I don't think you're soft, Cap. Don't Thank do it. You. Thank you. Ca- I, this, I think here, this is soft. It is a soft move. Don't do it, Cap. Here's the reality. Last year. Mason and Ireland were show of the year. Mason got a team. Last year, I was host of the year. I got a team. This year, Sliwa, host of the year, he has a team. Me, I'm part of the show that is show of the year. I get a team. That's the way it should go. You are trying to pull this whole, he won last year, and let's face it. He's the incumbent. I want to say something. You have a terrible conflict of interest here. Terrible conflict of interest for Gregory Bergman. It has nothing to do with me being on the show. By the way, like I gotta be honest, Cap, you had Kirk Morrison on your team who hit a home run every single time he was up. Yeah, you blew it. Yeah, but how many runs? I mean, you had me pitching, and I was like meat out there. Yeah, and like (laughs) you. But I also had Sandoval in center field. Sandoval (laughs) fell over a freaking fence that was not even sturdy. (laughs) Believe me when I tell you one thing, George. As much as Kurt appreciates your defense of him, he has to look in the mirror every night. And every night when he stands there and he brushes his teeth. All right, get Sandoval on. He, he, looks, <laughs> he looks and he says, I should have made that play. And it at, eats him up be, every he'll day. He'll be done at 630 with the 630 news. Get Sandoval <laughs> on at 630. Um, all right, Momo, real quick before we let you go. Because I, I had I had a play like that in college that I still think about. I, I, it's like it was a college World Series. I was in right field. And this girl from UCLA hit a really high home run. And back then they had the breakaway fences out in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And I still to this day believe that I could have caught it, but it was like at a weird angle and I jumped too early. And I'm like, still, like it's like 23 years later. Yeah, I understand. Momo. I mean, there are field goals I missed yeah. in college that today still yeah. eat me up. Yeah, Momo, we yeah. have less than two minutes. Give us a two-minute recap of what you wrote about Stan Kroenke. Um, 
So it was really fun in the Nuggets locker room because, uh, you know, I don't know if he was drinking, but everyone else in there was, was spraying champagne and cigars and all that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go up and talk to Sam Cronkey right now because this is the right scene. Like, And I said, you know, when you won it with the Rams, Les Snee's line was like, F them picks, right? And, like, this is the opposite here with the Nuggets. And he goes, yeah, well, you know, Les and I would both agree. You can only do F them picks for so long, you know, and then you got to change it up. <laughs> He goes, um, essentially said, you know, with the Nuggets, obviously, they, the, the story essentially is, is, you know, Josh Kroenke, who's his son, he's a former college basketball player. His first job, his first day on the job of running the Nuggets, so he had to take over the Nuggets when Stan Kroenke gets the Rams because you can't own um, basketball and, and, base, and football in, the, in different cities, right? Mm-hmm. So Josh takes over the Nuggets. He's 30 years old, and his first job is to fly to Baltimore and meet with Carmelo Anthony, who probably asked for a trade. <laughs> and it's like, ooh, this first day on the job, that's a that's a tough first assignment. Um, but it taught him something, which is that, you know, you as a small market team with a, in a city like Denver, like they can't afford that kind of instability and with it, where a star can just totally change your franchise. And that was the summer of 2010. It's also the summer LeBron took his talents to South Beach. And so that was on everyone's mind. And I think um, I think when you look at the, the Nuggets, like everything they've done since that point has been sort of anti-super scene, mm-hmm. been built from within, build complementary pieces around them, and just have patience. Like this is a team that had patience. Like in a lot of ways you look at them as this is what the Lakers would have been if they didn't trade for Anthony Davis, if they kept all those young guys, um, or, or if they didn't sign LeBron as a free agent. I mean, I, you know, I'd, I'd be curious to see what that team would have turned into. I'm, I, I think they did the right thing in getting LeBron and AD, right? They obviously won a championship. They went to the Western Conference Finals. But, but the Nuggets didn't have that luxury. And, you know, they, they were very patient throughout this. It's, it's a long time to wait for, for players to come of age. But it's nice to see a team like that rewarded. There it is. Check it out for yourself. Read it. Mason probably won't. It's probably too long, but nonetheless, it's you should. Long. Yeah, it's on Ramona's yeah. Twitter. I uh, mean, we got Michael Malone making D.H. Lawrence references. And wow. Stan Kroenke, you know, I mean, he was he was, he was, was talkative. He was chatty for Stan. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and also whispering in Lisa Salter's ear. Uh, nonetheless. That was weird. So, it was very weird. So funny. Yeah. Still very creepy. Very, very funny. <laughs> totally creepy. Yeah. Uh, Momo, thank you for the time. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, boys. You got it. See you. There she is. All right, Kirk Morrison wants to jump in on this conversation there, Cappy. Good. All right, so we're going to have Kirk Morrison on. Maybe we'll talk a little NFL with him, too. Uh, So all that coming up and more shenanigans and more stupidity next. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so I picked this song, Dilemma, by Nelly and Kelly Rowland. A, because I had a dilemma of my own. Mm. 
I don't know if I want to do a party or I want to go on a trip for my 35th birthday, but this whole situation with our own dilemma at the station is going to take precedence. So, you know, we're going to figure out what uh, Kirk has to say. Uh, yours is one. easy. Yours is real easy. Is it? Tri- Not really. Yeah, real easy. Real easy. I've done a trip before, many trips for my birthday. But I haven't done a party in a long time since I was like 16. Okay, well then do a party. Yeah, but then it's like the guest list, you know, and how many people and yeah. all that stuff. Well, you know what you do? You just go somewhere and say, hey, this is where we're going to be. If you want to stop by, cool. If not, no worries. Yeah. You tell people I'm going to be where I'm at. Right. Hmm. Okay. That's the better move. Okay. That way you don't have to plan anything. You don't have to do guest lists. You just and tell see, people. that's that's what I'm, I get like OCD when it comes to this. Yeah, yeah. Things. Just, don't hey, I'm going to be at this spot. If you want to swing by, cool. If not, I get it. No big deal. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. you could do both. You could say, I'm going to be at this spot, so come on by and hang out with me. And then tomorrow I'm leaving for my trip. All right. Let's, bad idea. let's talk to Kirk Morrison here. Of course, all the Rams coverage, former Raider. Uh, all right. <laughs> So, Kirk What's Morrison, up? we have a bit of a, conu- a conundrum here, okay, when it comes okay. to the softball event coming up on July 7th, which you hit a home run basically every time you were up, okay? <laughs> gotcha. So, last year, obviously, Cappy and Mace were the captains, but this year, Greg Bergman believes that uh, Alan Sliwa should be one of the captains for being host of the year, mm-hmm. which everyone okay. agrees on. Everyone's like, okay, cool. I agree. Sliwa uh-huh. should be one of the captains. The question is, Correct. who is the other captain? Is it Mason because he his team won? Is it Cappy? Cappy says because our show won show of the year and he should be the representative. Um, what, what say you on who should be the captain opposing Alan Sliwa? Why not John Ireland? Well, John Ireland won't be there, but why not? Oh, see, I will bring back the beef. Um, That's a good idea. That is is a good idea. Why is Ireland not going? (laughs) I don't know. Is it just one of his things that he doesn't do? Someone just text Bergman and ask him. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. All right. (laughs) Not in his contract, maybe. I don't know. Team Sliwa. Team Sliwa. I mean, does Mace get a chance to to defend, Kirk? I mean, does, does Mace get a chance to defend or... Or should it be show of the year versus host of the year? I think I'm going to go with Mace. Yeah. Mm. Only uh, because he can bring out Brian Cranston to navigate, like to uh, to announce everybody on the way out. That's true. He you could do that. Mean? You can't do that, Cappy. No, I don't have Brian yeah, Cranston's I'm sorry, number. Cap. That's all right. Cap, we did you love me. You were team, it was team Cap last year. I know. Team and Cap, I, no Cap. Remember that? And I screwed it up. I mean, I really did. I mean, I, I was my bad pitching. I acknowledge that, but I still got to say, Kurt Sandoval. Oh, for that the love ball. of God, with Kurt Sandoval, you made the man you know, try it, to dive over a, a fake break. fence. I mean, Kurt, would you have, would you have caught that ball? I, I, I would have caught that ball. Yeah, well, I would have caught that ball. Right, but a, a lesser I, you know, did not. different Kurt in a different situation, man. That's right. But, right. right. Uh, by the way, Kirk Morrison, you were uh, you were there at the Mandy's just the other night. And uh, you seem to be very impressed with all of our drip. Yeah, really drippy. As, as a as a group, I think we should also have the uh, the drip award. I think as a group collectively, you guys took it down. I mean, Lindsay, Laura, uh, Cap. I, I'm Cap only had two outfits. I thought you were gonna go to a third. Cap. I was. I went to a third. I went surprised. to a third for the after party. Went to a third. Okay. See. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't do the after party. Mm-hmm. But you. You were two outfit outfits deep. George, nice tailored suit, man. Mm-hmm. Nice job, George. Sure. Sure. That um. Now was that plum? 
burgundy or wine or vino? Uh, it was uh, it was it was vino. Um, okay. and it was, and it was hot because it was also wool, um, yeah. which I didn't realize how hot it was going to be in there. So it if I would have known yeah. that, I would not have gone with the wool in the that lack scenario. Of hydration right. didn't help, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So. No, but it was a good look though, man. Y'all, you, you guys, you guys rocked it. I think obviously Mason, um, and, and Ireland rocked it, but I think as an overall, well, I think Bergman brought them down a bit. So, um, oh. in terms of the drip. He, he wasn't, you know, Bergman was corporate Greg, and we needed him to be into the bit. He, he wow. didn't, he didn't bring it like I thought he, he should have. Mm. Well, I mean, Travis and Sliwa were called on the uh, the red carpet show. They were called accountants, insurance salesmen. <laughs> yeah. you know, salesman. Uh, yeah. No, Clinton very clearly called them accountants. They took insurance away from it. But I, when I heard it, I swear to you, I laughed out loud. You guys look like a couple of accountants. <laughs> <laughs> every every show's personality stood out with with, how, with what they wore. So I thought. It fit everybody. Like I told you, man, I think the greatest thing uh, for me was that uh, I brought one of my buddies with me, and he is a huge ESPN LA fan. And he sat back, man. He said he had the greatest time just meeting everybody. Man, George is so cool. Oh, my God. Oh, Cap, he's hilarious. And Laura. And, and he was like, to see the faces or to finally put the voices with the, with the face Un- unbelievable man yeah. so he had he had a great great time and it was a really good show like just being there laughing at everybody i mean from the kamenitsky to everybody i know you guys already recapped it but for me it was uh it was nice man yeah. it, was, it was a good time and your boy was a cool guy i hung out with him a little bit backstage and uh yeah. got, got to chat with him for a little bit so can we get back so george kirk morrison is pretty much telling us that he's going with Team Mace. Right. Now, Cappy is also, uh, he's. you're not the first to say that it should be Mace. Um, so, Cappy is now trying to convince Mace to be his manager and just let Mace be the GM. Do you think Cappy should, ha- should there be a pitch for Cappy to Mace to be his manager? Okay. Um, to Cappy to be, um... I mean, should me and Mace join forces? Or you could join. You could ask Sliwa if you could be his manager. I mean, there's that too. Yeah, there's. I think, yeah, I, I, w- I think you should join forces uh, w- with Sleep. You see? Okay. I see now that that's, that's interesting, right there. That's interesting. Is that maybe George Kirk has the right idea? Maybe I should yield to Slee and say, "Hey, I was host of the year. Now you're host of the year. You manage. I'll play for you, pal." I, I told you yesterday, there Kirk. Kirk, I told George yesterday. I'm a team guy. Okay, winning the Heisman (laughs) Trophy, but not the national championship doesn't do much for me. Winning host of the year last year without show of the year doesn't do much. But winning show of the year does a lot, even without host of the year. Does that make sense to you? (laughs) You got me so confused on that last one. That's why I asked if it made sense. National championship, man. You had me going and then you lost me. But no, I I get it, man. I, I honestly, like I said, Slee is the guy this year, right? So mm-hmm. I think he's the manager and then he needs a he needs a general manager. He needs a less need. You know what? He I'll just be his quarterback. I'm happy to be his quarterback. I really am. Yeah. I'm happy yeah. to spread the word through the yeah. locker room that we yeah. listen to Slee. Yeah. Now it's funny because um Beto came on and said that maybe Clinton Yates, because clearly he cares the most um about playing in this event. Uh, although he may not be able to attend anyway. And Ramona had an interesting retort to that. Go ahead, Laura. I don't know why it would be Clinton Yates. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there's that. Um, Now, real quick, uh, since we have you on here, Kirk, we only got like three minutes here. Um, What? Do you think the Raiders are tanking? 
No. Not at all. Why, why would you say that? Because this Garoppolo uh, thing is not going to work. He's probably not. I mean, I, I just don't. George thinks that the Raiders. The Raiders are better served. The Raiders are better Kate. served tanking than playing Jimmy Garoppolo, being the worst quarterback in that division. Like they, they, they need Caleb in the worst way possible. Right. right. He thinks they should go zero and seventeen. Get the first pick in the draft. Get the kid from USC. <laughs> They're going to be and change listen, their fortune. The Raiders forever. are at best a seven win team. You know what? I'll agree with you on that. Even Vegas agrees. Vegas has it at seven and a half. Um, I have them right at seven, uh, eight if they're lucky. They've got a stretch of games in which uh, not going to be fun for them. I mean, there's a stretch for like week 11 through 16. They're playing against five consecutive playoff teams from a year ago. Like that's the meat of their schedule. I, I, I get what you're saying, George. It may look as if they're a team that is not going to contend, but they're not tanking. Tanking is what the Arizona Cardinals are doing, okay? That's not what the Raiders are doing. So they're going to find a way to win some games. They'll be a fringe playoff team, but, again, it comes down to the division. Chargers and Justin Herbert. I mean, obviously you look at what Russell – Russell Wilson is my dark horse comeback player of the year Mm. because he looks mean. I mean, he looks lean and mean. Sean Payton's whipped him into shape. And and now, look, I, I said this to you last night. Russell Wilson is probably the happiest person on earth that the Denver Nuggets won a, a championship. Right. Because everybody can forget about how bad mm-hmm. he was last year mm-hmm. and can focus on the new season ahead. At least for a few months. For a few months, yeah. yeah. Three months. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what, what happens. What about the Rams? Like, I think the Rams can be sneaky, decent, and but I mean decent, be like maybe 500. Yeah, well, we know they can't be – either you're over 500 or under with 17 games. Now. No, no, about 500. Like, eight, I think they're yeah. like – I think they're somewhere between like six and nine wins. I know that's a large uh, swath of games, but I think yeah. that I think that that's their, that's their floor and that's their ceiling, six to nine. Their schedule looks a lot easier just on paper than the Raiders' schedule yeah. we were just talking about. Yeah, I have the Rams at – Right now, currently, I put them at uh, eight wins. Okay. Um, that, to me, is a successful season. A season in which they have to clear some things out, um, but they still have, I think, the talent. they got a nucleus of guys. Offensively, if they're going to be good, they're going to struggle defensively. But this is one of those situations where I get a chance to see Sean McVay go out there and coach. He doesn't have all the best players. He's got some guys here who's going to have to coach up. And as a team... They get to eight, nine wins. That's a success. And in the NFL, it is hard to keep everybody together. So for them to kind of reset the books, they're going to reload, but it's going to take a year. So I'm not surprised if they don't get to 10, 11 wins. That's that's not what this season is about, but they, they have to be competitive, and they will be. I can't wait to see where Caleb goes. I Let me tell you something. I did a couple of his games last year on radio, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. he is – from a pure talent perspective, just arm strength, mobility, um, just he kind of can change speeds on you. It's weird. Uh, different arm angles. He is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen at 19 years old um, in my life. Yeah. You're Washington Commander's next uh, quarterback in 2024. Mm. Huh. Not the Raiders quarterback, though. Yeah. Huh? Well, he's from D.C., so there you go. He's yeah. from D.C. He's from the DMV, so trust me, you talk about the Raiders tanking. The commander's really tanking, telling us that Sam Howell is the answer. Come yeah, on, come man. on. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kirk, are you uh, are you committed to July seventh and the softball team? You know what? Right now, I'm um, uh, I'm TBD. Okay, I, mean, I was just told of it this week, 
Uh, I kind of, you know, I have to go go over it with the uh, vice president of the, of the handsome man community. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Of the foundation, not the handsome man community. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my wife, she's uh-huh. the vice, you know, the vice president, or she actually is probably the she, president. Yeah, anyway, she's like reality. the CEO, I think. <laughs> uh, so I'll see what she says, and then after we, uh, you know, we talk, we'll come to an agreement and see uh, what happens. You know, you know how the these summer dates. Mm-hmm. Kind of get booked up quickly. Mm-hmm. All right. So All right. right now, well, listen, if, if you happen to be in Vegas and you want to see Victor Wembanyama, I'm your guy. I'll be there. So. Oh, oh yeah. Wimby watch. Wimby watch. Yeah. Like, he's invited to the green room to stay for how long? Five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Just just, just show up, take pictures, and then walk across. No, the Wimby's going to play, I think, at least one game. He's going to play. He's going to play Friday because it's going to be him versus Scoot. That's the game to watch. So he plays a couple minutes and then he's out? Oh, I don't know about a couple minutes. I mean, Zion was going to play a lot, except he got hurt, of course. I and mean, that should have been a precursor to what we saw the rest of his career. But, um, you know. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a whole different show. I think he got hurt and then went to the buffet line. <laughs> Will you stop? No, it's true. All right. Kirk Morrison, yeah. excellent work as always. Uh, hopefully you'll be able to attend. Uh, we'll find out soon. And we will be bugging you throughout the summer for uh, training camp stuff. So we'll see you around. Sounds good, fellas. I appreciate it. All right, well, his vote is for Mason. Yeah, Mason has chimed in, by the Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. So we can get to that on the other side. Maybe we'll hear from Mason on the show. Big Deal or No Deal is also next. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, before you take it away, let me read this from Mason. Kaplan can definitely be my manager. I'm Friedman. Cappy is Dave Roberts. I take that as a compliment. That means then you're on the hot seat, I think, Cappy. No, Dave is not on the hot seat. I just got to well, find, I gotta some, find some, some Dodgers fans. Well, yeah, but I got to find some arms. I got to find arms if I'm so Dave So look Roberts. at that. Mace wants you to be part. Now, we tried to call Mason, uh, but Lindsay says he didn't pick up. But nonetheless, we have the text confirmation. Mm-hmm. So maybe you should call into their show tomorrow. So so the thought would be Sliwa gets one team and Mason and I combine forces on the other team. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel conflicted now because I kind of would like to, you know, support Slee. But you've already you initially tried to sell yourself to oh to Mason, so he's already committed to you. So now that's it; it's over. Like you, you this is what happened. You know, Slee was not available. Um, you know, so I, I mean, you're gonna back. I mean, if you you flip if you try to flip flop on Mason, Seriously. it's over. What's over? Like it's over between you and him. He's trying no. to figure out who he should best align with to get the Taylor Swift tickets. No, I think I think I got a better chance with Mace. That's true. We know you do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think uh, if you flip flop on Mace, it's over. Yeah, maybe he will give me his tickets for the Rams games for Taylor Swift. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Your Rams seat, his Rams seats. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. What I say? Oh. You said tickets for the Rams game. Yeah. For Taylor Swift. That was weird. Oh, Rams seats for the. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, you can't backtrack on him now. He will hold that against you forever. Hmm. Well, I don't want a grudge. That I can assure yeah. you. So there you go. So you you are now the manager of Team Mace. Okay. All right. That's it. We've settled it. We've got confirmation from the man himself. Well, you can imagine Bergie too. He's probably like, oh my God, I got to deal with these two now. Yeah, I on the tell, same side. I got to tell Mason that like he should be the manager. Kaplan thinks he should be the manager. Neither no, no. These guys it's gonna... settled. No, right. Like we worked it out like grownups. Yeah. But I'm saying the anxiety that the kid was feeling. Oh. Like I gotta, I gotta. These two guys are gonna fight over who should get it. No one's gonna want to back down. Is, 
Yeah, Slee has Lakers talk, so I mean, we can always. Oh, just we can ask, bring in Slee yeah. in the next segment after okay. Dealer's Choice. All right, very. And good. let him know that you will be managing against him. Mm-hmm. But let him know that I was very willing to play for him. Right. Mm. I mean, not very willing. Not really. I kind of brought it up at the last second, and then you were like, "Oh, maybe, yeah." I play for him. Team guy. Yeah, but you want it to be the manager because you want to have in, you want to be have importance. In the game. I guess. I mean, I guess. If so. you're just a player, like maybe you're important, maybe you're not. I should just be a player. Just focus on playing. Bring my my talent. So now you're not going to gonna be work field. with Mason. I mean, that's not a lot of talent. You got hurt just practicing. You know what? I'm an available free agent right now. Mm. Oh my god. I'm an available free agent. Coming <laughs> off injury, but an works. available free agent. That was my Pepe Mantilla impersonation. I know we've both been doing. <laughs> you did. A Let me job. tell you, if you, I'm going to text him. That Mason right now in this group chat that you're backtracking on him. Okay, you let him know. Okay. You, you let him know that. Cappy may be backtracking. What's the reasoning, Cap? There's really no reasoning. I'm just saying oh, I'm okay. willing to play for Sliwa. You but know? you're not willing to play for Mace? No, I'm willing to play for Mace. Okay. I'm willing to be, I'm willing to just be a ball player. You know what I mean? That's probably the most value that I can add to the team, hmm. whichever team it I play for. It sounds like you are trying to like release any responsibility of managing a team after <laughs> after hearing from everybody. Well, yeah, you know, there, maybe, you might be that. right on that, Lindsay. Like maybe I just don't need the aggravation. You know yeah. what I mean? Or yeah, do you, you just want someone to fight but over you? But you love being involved with mm-hmm. all that stuff. I can still be involved. Me and Mace can sing the national anthem together. Mm. It's not no. the same. My OBP is like really, really high, so I'll be out there and involved at all times. Yeah, you're double crossing Mace now. Is that what this is? Yeah. yeah. Really? I didn't realize this was double crossing. This is a big deal. Yeah, I, I text so. him. All right, big deal on this. Go ahead, Lindsay. Don't bet against the fat boy. Mm hmm. I don't know who the fat boy is in the situation, mm. but I just wanted to play it. Could be either. <laughs> all right, so it may have been over 50 years since the Beatles broke up, but. The world's most iconic group is set to release its final record with the assistance of artificial intelligence, Paul McCartney announced today. McCartney confirmed that the final Beatles record will release later this year in 2023, and it's going to use AI to capture the voice of the late John Lennon from a prior recording. The name of the track has not yet been confirmed, but it will be the group's first release of original material since 1995 and the 1996 releases of Free as a Bird and Real Love. Is a new Beatles track using AI to replicate John Lennon's voice a big deal or no deal, George? I mean, I'm sure it's a big deal um, because it's the Beatles. Um, but I I mean, I'm not the biggest Beatles guy. Like, I, I like some of their songs. And I know there's the Beatles breakfast every weekend on the classic rock station here. But, uh, and that I like to listen to because it's usually the songs I know. But... Yeah, I mean, listen, you, you we're talking about one of the more iconic bands in history, so if, if they're going to redo that with AI, I think people are going to either be excited or really upset about it. So there's going to be a polarization regardless. I think it's pretty lame myself. Why? It's creepy. I just feel like, you know, when we talk about music, and we talk about, like, the lyrics and singing, like you need to be in a studio and you need to lay that down versus having AI listen and then replicate your voice. So it's not really John Lennon. It's just AI 
giving you John Lennon's voice. Did you hear Mason Island the other day when they did a uh, AI version of Frank Sinatra? It sounded pretty yeah, much like Frank there, Sinatra. There is, that one is actually really funny because he was singing like some rap song. And it yeah, was, it, was, it was like right. 50 Cent, I think. Yeah. It was, uh, so it was very, John. a little John, that's what it was. Yes, he was singing like Get Low, I think. So it did sound exactly right. like to him. To the windows, yeah. to the wall, <laughs> to the sweat come down my... Boop. It was really funny. So I was just telling Laura, I saw something on TikTok to earlier today. You can't tell the difference. To the wall. You can't tell the difference at all. To Some the sweat come down my boom. It's weird. Like I saw the, I heard the Selena one and I'm like, oh no, that's cringy. That's why this whole Beatles thing. Well, it'll be polarizing. Hence like the conversation uh, just now. I mean, I mean, here, that's, listen, that'll listen. Be like, listen, right, Cappy, have you listened to Frank Sinatra and no, here? Listen hear. to it. To the window, to the wall, until the sweat drops down my... Just <laughs> make sure. All you... Oh, skeet, skeet, got... Oh, skeet, skeet is actually funny. It's funny, <laughs> but it's weird. Come on, it it's cringy. Like it did but sound it, like him. But if you said to me, hey, that is Frank Sinatra, I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, sounds just like him. Right. Skeet, skeet, that- got... That's Frank Sinatra singing Little John and the East Side Boys. <laughs> I do not like... Listen, can you imagine if you all of a sudden told me there was a new Michael Jackson album coming out? 12 new tracks. Oh, Michael it's Jackson, gonna happen. All AI. So weird. You know, these were all songs that were written before Michael Jackson died. He recorded them. But they weren't like mass produced, blah, blah, blah. We put it into AI. This is the new Michael Jackson hit. I, that, that, I don't like it. But you know, that's how a lot of music is created anyway. Like it's all... A lot of it is, you know, mastered and... and souped up with these people tools. who are alive and sung stuff well i again i don't think that like it's that big of a deal because i feel like this is going to be the future like this is how they're going to do things they're going to do all kinds of stuff like this I frank just... frank sinatra like i hope that they release a whole frank sinatra album and that his family gets all the royalties and stuff like you know i don't know I you think know what they're cool. going to do one day they're going to have ai and they're going to say this to ai um give us 12 we talking about minutes. practice I don't think we're talking about... No, no, that's not what I was going to say. Oh, different AI. Different AI. Yeah, completely different AI. Oh. They're go- <laughs> Very good, George. They're going to one day say to AI, I need a 12-minute conversation about who the next Lakers point guard should be with two different voices. And there's going to be an AI Sedano and an AI Cap, and they're going to spend 12 minutes talking about who the, the Lakers point guard should be and then they're going to actually break on time, and then they're going to come back and talk about something else. Who should be the the Raiders' quarterback? And they're they're not going to need us either. There goes our jobs. Guys. I mean, yeah. Look at writing. You don't really need writers anymore. A lot of the people that are writing for these publications mm-hmm. are like influencers and bloggers and TikTokers and social media people. Where there's not as much journalism. I mean, look at look at the Athletic. Remember when the Athletic came out? They were heralded as being like something new and different to challenge the newspapers and steal their writers. And guess what? They were bought by a newspaper and just laid off a whole bunch of writers yesterday. Yeah, voiceover artists too. Like they're. Yeah, getting upset yep. because this is taking over their jobs and yep. people are mimicking their voices and they can't get paid for it. It sucks. It AI. sucks, but you know, there's not. I mean, unless we fight the robots, there's you know, there's. I feel like there's a good <laughs> divide of people who are like supportive of it, and then the other half who's like, I don't know about this. I don't know. I feel like they're gonna take over the world. Obviously, we got to be careful, but by the time like that happens, it's gonna be too late. We gonna be gone. Yeah, I feel like it's already too late. It's gonna happen. 
Well, that yeah, well, I, think, I think when we I think when we have cars that drive without drivers, I think we're in some trouble. We do have that. I know. That's what I'm saying. There's a really funny video of this girl who's probably like, you know, in her, her mid 20s, late 20s, and she orders an Uber for her grandpa and his buddy, and they go to get in it, and they're like, "But Marie, there's no one driving this car," <laughs> and she's like, "Don't worry, it's okay," because it's one of those like pilot programs in like San uh, Francisco gotcha. where they have the driverless cars, and they're like, "I don't know about this. I got to get out of here," and it's hilarious because these grandpas are like, "I love Lindsay's out. impersonation voices. They're <laughs> always pretty funny. I got to be honest. Uh, it's a really funny video. I'll send it to you guys. Anyway, I'll do one more yeah. big deal or no deal here." So young professionals entering the workplace are puzzled by the seemingly endless dictionary of workplace jargon throw at them. I can uh, attest to this. New research released found that 48% of Gen Z and millennials are feeling left out at work because of the use of workplace jargon like ducks in a row and low-hanging fruit. (laughs) Some 60% of Gen Z and millennials said that the jargon was like a different language. And as a result, almost half said that they had made a mistake at work because they didn't understand a phrase. Is this a big deal or no deal, Cappy? It's cracking me up because the people who use the phrases low-hanging fruit or what was the other one that you gave us? Ducks in a row. Right. I got to get all my ducks in a row. You imagine saying to a kid today who's 22 years old and fresh out of college, yo, man, I got to get my ducks in a row. For real. I mean, I think what we should do is we should go after the low-hanging fruit. My man has no idea what you're talking about. And by the same token, if you ask these kids to, to, to do something for you um, and they spoke the language, you'd be like, I don't know what this kid's talking about because I don't know what this word means. So, yeah, there's a language generational gap issue, and I could see it being hilarious. You just gave me a great idea, Cappy, for a yeah, segment. let me hear. So, next time you're here mm-hmm. in studio, let's get mm-hmm. one of the interns in and go through some of these phrases and ask them. Because they're all like 19, 20, 21, you know? They're all very young kids. Mm-hmm. Ask them things like, what does it mean when somebody says... Can I pick? Okay, can I pick your brain for a second? That one's an obvious no, one. No, but but what does low hanging fruit mean? Um, it means like the the easy, right. obvious thing. Yeah. So let's but ask yes, these you're kids. Right. Yeah, we we should get a list of these workplace jargon phrases. Yeah. And quiz them on it. That's a little it. jargon. Let's have some jargon. Jargon. Yeah. jargon. Take me away. Like, let's <laughs> take this offline. <laughs> George. George, like, yeah, I got that. I'm the only one. Right. Um, all right, that is Big Deal or No Deal each and every day brought to you uh, around 6.30 adjacent. All right, coming up next, Dealer's Choice. and um, Oh, and then we'll talk to Slee. He's Slee going to stop time. by? Is he good? Is he good? Yeah, yeah, he's good. I'll text him. All right. All right. All right. Oh, it's Atlantic Star, of course. 1987, number one hit, always. Cappy, what were you doing in 1987? Well, I can tell you this. I I could definitely not come up with this group, but I know this song well because, you know, George, in 1987, as a 17-year-old kid, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just looking to, like, touch a girl, you know? Oh, God. Whoa. (laughs) Always, man. Always. Hi. Hi. Will you let me touch you in some way, please? What a fortunate moment we find ourselves in. Yeah. Cap, why? Why? No, on the real, though. What most 17-year-old boys are thinking about. Okay, but you could have put it in so many other ways that didn't sound creepy as AF and like a little... <laughs> I don't even want to say the word, but it was bad. It is I mean, un puerco. It is true, though. Un big puerco. We. We. Uh, so anyhow, what do you got for dealer's choice? Wait a second, what happened to Sliwa? He's going to join us in a second. Why? I thought you had a dealer's choice first. 
I do have a dealer's choice, something I'd like to chat about, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. So yesterday, you come on the radio here, Mm -hmm. and you tell us about Pat Sajak leaving the Wheel of Fortune. Right. You then openly campaign for the job. I said, hey, I would take that job and leave you in a second. Yeah. I'm not offended by that, but I thought about it last night. Mm-hmm. I actually gave this a little bit of consideration. Yeah. I haven't watched the Wheel of Fortune in a really, really, really long time. Yeah. And my understanding is that when you're a host of a game show, they kind of do it all in like a day or two. Yeah, like, you got like two days, you do like 10 shows a day. Right. So like Steve Harvey, he comes out and he's like, I got the Sedano family and I got the Kaplan family. Mm-hmm. And then... Whoever wins stays on. Steve Harvey goes in the back. He changes his suit. He comes back out. The Kaplan family, we won. We're sticking around. We still got the same clothes on. Yeah. So it's a, you know, it's a giveaway if you're going to watch you know, multiple episodes. Right. I got to figure that hosting the Wheel of Fortune is like a $10 million a year job. Oh, easily. And it's not a lot of work because they tape like once or twice a month. Right. So that's what I'm getting at. So like on one hand... You know, I, I can't really blame you. If if you love the Wheel of Fortune as a game show and Pat Sajak is walking away and you can make that kind of money with that, I mean, that's like joining the Live Tour. You know, I mean, you, you play three rounds, you wear shorts, you take a cart, they fly you around, you don't pay for anything. I mean, it's an easy gig playing on the Live Tour. Yeah, unfortunately, it's going to go to Seacrest. Wait, unfortunately for me, great for him. The Wheel of Fortune is going to be taken over by Ryan Seacrest? Yeah, that's the hot rumor. Maybe you can take over for him eventually. Yeah, what I don't he see do? that. Yeah. Dude, he owns everything. That he guy has so much money. It. Why does he even need to work anymore? <laughs> he, I mean, he, just, he has so many productions and shows and executive producer credits. Yeah, good for so, him. It's so Not so good for me. It surprises me. It surprises me that, that Ryan Seacrest would want to be the host of the Wheel of Fortune. Doesn't to me. I mean, it's I two just, days guess, a month, to Lindsay's I, point. I know, but I guess I don't realize that the Wheel of Fortune's even on anymore. Oh, dude, it's on every ABC affiliate mm-hmm, in America. Mm-hmm. And I plus, know, I, that's I haven't the, seen it in years. That's the thing, though, Cappy. They're probably thinking, oh, he can bring a younger audience back to this. You know? I don't know. What time is Wheel of Fortune on? Uh, 7.30, I think. Yeah, 7.30. 7, yeah, but 7.30 I'm, here in L.A. I don't know Jeopardy, about South, right? South L.A. All right, listen, not going to lie, George. I, I, if you told me you were leaving me for the Wheel of Fortune, I, I really, I couldn't really stand in the way. You know, it's a lot of money. Apparently, there's still a lot of people that watch it. It's a very little amount of work. And I'll tell you, man, I won't be offended. I really won't. Uh, good. I'm glad that's the case, but I'm not getting it anyway. It's going to be Seacrest out. Do you think you came in second? No, I definitely. I'm not even on the list. You're not, huh? <laughs> I clearly the list. It happened quick. Like he was already there was already a front runner when the story broke. So there you have. Pretty it. funny. It's usually how it works, huh? Like when they're like, yeah. "There's a job opening," but they only do it because they. Yeah, I mean, somebody knew in the background that Sajak, you know, Sajak had probably talked right. to people. And yeah, then that was it. Do you uh, think that they have to post the job online before they? Hire no, the I don't think host? so. You don't think so? Yeah, I don't. You don't I don't everybody's think everybody's so. got to have a chance. I don't think so. Although someone told me that on the Sliwa show, someone was uh, campaigning for me to be taken over for Pat. So I appreciate that. Is that the case today on Travis and Sliwa, Alan? Is that true? Yeah, you had some. Uh, so Trav and. M- thought you'd be perfect for the gig 
I, it would be a gig that I would uh, definitely leave Cappy for in less than two seconds. <laughs> but what happens if all of a sudden somebody goes to answer something that seems obvious to all of us and that person gets it wrong? Is George going to like lose his mind and start yelling and screaming at no, that person? No, on the contrary, I'll just start laughing. You moron, you idiot, you don't know what well, the no, hell you're I, doing. I mean, listen. I mean, you, you should have bought a vowel. Don't you know that C's not a vowel? You freaking so here, idiot! Here's, here's no, I only do that to you, Cappy. Yeah, I George. know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you you should you got to be I careful. Mean, you've seen George Sedano behind a desk on a television show before on ESPN. Like, there's a different George Sedano there as opposed to the one that deals with you. Right. So right. they thought you'd be good for it because, and I I haven't I. I I'm not, I don't know if I'm the right person. I, I Literally, the only shows I've probably watched growing up, Price is Right, watched all the time. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Family Feud, I still actually kind of watch. Love still, Family Feud. Still watch that it. that always watch comes it. up. But they thought, George, that you're kind of the perfect balance of if somebody does something stupid, a quick little one-liner, yeah. but you can go kind of back to it, yeah. not make them feel too dumb. So it's, yeah. you're getting some praise this morning. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I do feel like I would be good at that, jo- at that job. Um, unless Cappy showed up to spin the wheel and then, you know, <laughs> be different. Well, I mean, I, I had suggested that um, I would be willing to turn the letters because, believe it or not, I think Vanna makes a fortune also. Yeah. You know, and I've been, you know, doing some uh, Buns of Steel videos recently. Oh, I go. think I, yeah. I, think yeah, I look yeah. really good. Um, all right. Well, speaking of being an ass, um, you have apparently caused uh, already all sorts of problems here, which shouldn't be a shock. So let's Who? talk to Sleeve about this. You. Who has? You. Oh, no, no, no. This is a Bergman disaster. Yeah. This has nothing to do with me. Okay, real quick, because we got, Slee has got to get to Lakers talk here. All right. So, Slee. Bergman yeah. came in and said that you should be one of the managers at the softball because you're the host of the year. And then the question became, well, who's going to manage against Slee? Yep. Is it going to be Mason or Cappy? And it looks like it's going to be Mason. You know, most people we've had on said it should be Mason and not Cappy. Then Cappy was like, well, then I could be Mason's manager. To which Mason then sent a group text saying, I'd absolutely love Cappy to be my manager. I'll be the Andrew Friedman. He can be my Dave Roberts. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when we had Kirk Morrison on, we were debating this stuff with him. And I said, oh, you know, I flippantly said, well, you know, you could always, I guess, manage for Slee because we hadn't heard from Mason yet. And... He's like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd manage for, for Slee or work with Slee, too. So, number one, we don't know if you would even want Cappy. Let's start with that part of the equation. I just threw it out there yep. um, for the sake of throwing it out there. But then after th- I threw it out there, Mason had committed to saying Cappy would be his manager. And now I've texted Mason that Cappy's trying to double-cross him without even your commitment yet. <laughs> Okay, Cap. Do you so see let me... how bored George is now that the basketball season is over that he has to entertain no, this himself is what by I do trying, be- this is what by I trying do... to like create a controversy Wait, this that is doesn't what... really exist? This is what I do best outside of basketball is create a bleep storm. Yeah, okay. yeah, but I, I, this, this particular bleep storm about I'm double crossing Mason, like this one you just like pulled like completely right out of your you know what. I mean, you double crossed him. No double crossing. Yeah. Cap, just, here's what I'm hoping. Yeah, you just make I'm hoping, I'm hoping, Cap. Yeah. No, we had. Listen, it was. Uh, let's not. Let's. We, we had a rough go last year, right? Um, our squad was right there. We thought we were in position. All of a sudden, um, they're drawing walks on the other side. That was a little interesting. I didn't know you could walk in softball, but we lost. They they were so, the gutless ones. I mean, so, you talk about gutless. So intern, Cap, I, intern, show up and don't swing the bat. <laughs> So I think, I mean, what would be great is we kind of run it back and we, we try to go get that W that we didn't get last year. Oh, so Sliwa wants you, Cappy. See, Slee, what I was saying was I would very happily play for you. 
In other words, last year, you played for me. This year, you're host of the year. I'd very, very happily play for you. But you see, the combining forces with Mason was a question of, because you know, you know Bergman. Bergman is like, I think it should be Mason, but then Scott's going to be upset. But Kaplan yeah. might have a point, and then Mason's going to be upset. So he was trying to play Switzerland in all of this. You so see what I, I'm saying? I'm just trying to – I figure since we lost last year – to get a chance to roll up our sleeves and try to get a W this year. Wow, That's all I'm go. thinking about. All right, so Slee, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Slee on the okay. spot before Lakers talk. Would you take Cappy as part of your team and in what role? Cappy, would, would Cappy be a player? Would Cappy be your manager to your general manager? How would this work? Oh, a thousand percent would take Cappy. And Cap, I, I think, listen uh, – the way you were on the the problem with you on the mound last year is you didn't have any help. Everything was on you, and you got hit in the what was it, the thigh or the, the calf? Shin. The, the shin. The shin. Right. I was injured. I came in injured. You so. came in injured. So thousand percent take Cappy, and uh, you know as far as a role goes, uh, Cap. What do you want to play? I mean, you you tell me where you want to go. You, you know what? I really think I'm. I, here's what I would do. I would say to Kurt Sandoval, "You mind if I play center field?" Wow! Okay. Look at you still taking shots at Sandoval. <laughs> Rude. Man's an icon. Cap, go get center field. We'll put we'll, we'll put Kurt <laughs> in right, in, put him coach. in left. We can put him. I'm ready to play. Yeah. Yeah. Today. All right. So here's the deal. Um, this is the deal. You will Cappy, would you agree to play with Sliwa then? If Sliwa since Sliwa has offered now? George, this negotiation is not over, in my opinion. Uh, here, but see, I am, this is what I'm talking about with bad. you. I'm definitely leaning towards Look at, leaning. Playing, playing so, for sleep. So now you're trying to double-cross both of them at the same time. I'm looking for the best offer, okay. George. Right. He wants a fight, George. Cap, Cap, offer is good till Friday. After that, we're finding a new center Wow, field. C-O-B. Oh see, I like that. C-O-B on That's Friday. Good. That's very, very good. Yeah. All right, well, we'll deal with more of this tomorrow. <laughs> we'll deal with more of this tomorrow, I would imagine. Slee, have a great Lakers talk right, show, guys. pal. Appreciate right. it. There he is. Uh, Alan Sliwa, Lakers Talk is next. Uh, Cappy, great work, except for all those double crosses. Um, excellent work, Lindsay and Lauda. Uh, thank you, Christopher, for your help today. Um, I don't know how much of it there was, but nonetheless. Uh, Bergman for chiming in. Uh, Ramona, Kirk Morrison, and Beto for uh, stopping by. Funchy has got the, the controls for Lakers Talk. Sliwa's coming your way in a few minutes.